I encourage you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, which we'll just read two verses of one part of the Christmas story tonight, and have a short meditation on this passage for us to consider. Luke 2, verses 15 and 16. This is after Jesus is born. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Some fun trivia about this kind of thing, the nativity scene. Did you know that this year is the 800-year anniversary of the first nativity scene? In the town of Greccio, Italy, a man named Francis was considering the humble birth of Jesus and was doing this in a society that placed great emphasis on a lavish, extravagant lifestyle. At that time, living in northern Italy where Francis lived, there was a lot of wealth in many communities, a lot of focus on looking good, on being comfortable. And Francis was born in one of those families. He was from a wealthy family. His father was a trader in expensive cloth. And so Francis had a, had a, a privileged upbringing and um, walked away from that to become a monk, um, took a vow of poverty, and was often thinking about how he might connect the message of Jesus' humble birth to this society where he lived, where there was so much emphasis on extravagance. So, Francis had been thinking about this, and he felt like people were forgetting the kind of life that Jesus was born into. So to remind people of the humble circumstances of Jesus' birth, Francis got some animals together. He set out some hay in a cave outside that town of Greccio, Italy, and he invited people to come to that cave where they would remember the kind of situation that Jesus, the Lord of glory, was born into. The purpose of the first nativity was not that it would be a cute reminder of the birth of Jesus. In fact, that first manger scene, or certainly the first actual manger scene, and then the one that Francis reconstructed in the year 1223, was the opposite of cute, we would say. It was dirty and cold and dangerous for a baby to be born and placed into a manger. This was the message that Francis wanted people to remember as they would come to that cave outside of Greccio. So on Christmas Eve, 1223, Francis, now known as Francis of Assisi, invited his church into a cave in which he had placed hay and a manger and some animals. This was to demonstrate the lengths that God would go to to save 
us, his people. Jesus was born into the world to demonstrate God's love for us. The Bible says that God became flesh to live among us. To live among us. We remember the Christmas story. We remember perhaps some of the other stories of Jesus' childhood. There are just a few. And then so often in our minds, we jump forward 30 years later, which is what the Gospels do, but we could forget that Jesus lived among a sinful people. One of the reasons that the Christmas story is so amazing is the humble life that Jesus took on, that he did not just take on flesh, but that he took on the life of a humble servant. Just like each of the children in this Christmas pageant, the Lord Jesus was a child. A child who depended on his parents to feed him, to take care of him, to watch over him, to put him to bed at night, to make sure he ate all his food. Jesus had a mom and a dad to take care of him. Jesus relied on them. What a thought. That the Lord of glory, the creator of the universe, relied on Mary and Joseph to care for his needs. Why did he live this way? Why did God's plan of salvation require that he would become a person? The Heidelberg Catechism asks that very question, saying, why must the mediator, why must our Savior be a true and righteous human? fully human in every sense, the question or the answer is a good one, that God's justice demands that human nature, which has sinned, must pay for sin. But a human, a sinful human, could never pay for others. So therefore, he must also be truly God. God's justice required that in order for us to be saved, a person would need to live a perfect life to offer up his own life as a sacrifice for our sins. And none of us can do this. So God was born to save us in a way that we needed to be saved, in a way that only He can save. He became a person, not just to help us, but to save us. The story about this humble birth reminds us how God showed His love by humbling Himself to prove His love for us. Kids, do you ever have homework to do? You have, there's some resounding yes from the back. Certainly our kids have a good amount of homework to do regularly when they come home from school. And kids, if you need help with your homework, do you prefer that your mom or dad or the person who's helping you is far away, just sort of yelling out some instructions for you? Or would you prefer that they're sitting right next to you helping you with every question. Probably the second option, right? To be right there with you. Option number two is what you would prefer. The person who's helping you needs to be right next to you, close by you. That's the best way to get help. Part of the lesson of the Christmas story is that God does not help us from far away. That God helps us by coming near to us, by humbling himself taking on the form even of a servant, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross, not just to help, but to save us.
This morning, um, I shared a poem about how we can carry Jesus into the different um, situations that we walk into during our life. And that same poet, Lucy Shaw, also wrote a poem about how special it was that God humbled himself, uh, taking on the form of a servant being even placed into a manger. Lucy Shaw wrote this great poem, Descent, which you see on the screen behind me. She wrote, Down he came from up, and in from out, and here from there. A long leap, an incandescent fall, from magnificent to naked, frail, small. Through space, between stars, into our chill night air, shrunk in infant grace to our damp, cramped, earthy place among all the shivering sheep. And now, after all, there he lies, fast asleep. What a wonderful mystery that the creator of the universe would be placed in a manger as a step in proving his love to us. Let's pray.